I don't have with ease crazy Aretha Franklin and Whitney Houston notes and Diana Ross. And these are all the songs I'm just expected to sing. It is frustrating to be put in those boxes and then from that box, be told how you are supposed to sound or sing and the way you are expected to sing. Hey there, I'm Stevie Manns, musician from New York City and the host of This Next Song's About. This is a podcast for songwriters and music fans alike. In this podcast, I'm going to take you behind the scenes for a closer look at how musicians write their songs, what their career has been like, and I'll also try to uncover some of the secrets of the music industry with experts from across the nation. Today, my guest is Cherise Francisco. She is a queer, Afro-Latina singer-songwriter and vocalist. She performs as herself, but also is the lead vocalist for the all-female punk soul band Top Queens. She deeply believes in the importance of intentionality in the messages we share to the world as artists, utilising music and art for catharsis to invoke emotions, but also to share our truths, connect and inspire unity and change. Sharice is also a mindfulness and mental health advocate. Sharice and I talk about her latest release, I Am, and how she wrote it as a mantra to herself and others. We also talk about the expectations that people have for a black female vocalist. I love today's conversation with Sharice, and I hope you do too. Sharice Francisco, hello and welcome to this next song's about. Hello, thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure to meet you both in person slash virtually. And it's one of those where I think we know many people in common. The New York music scene is what it is. And I think I followed you for a long time, which sounds super creepy. Um, (laughs) (laughs) It's lovely to connect. So thank you. Yeah, it's really, really lovely. I feel like it's so funny how small the big the scene is because you won't expect certain people to know each other and then you see them at a gig together and then other people you're like how did this world combine but somehow it does so it's really Mm. amazing that we have this time now (laughs) I know do you know it's funny when I first started in New York I find it really hard to get onto the scene and to make friends and to meet different musicians, which is one of the reasons that I started the podcast and started the songwriter series that we did alongside the podcast. It was actually the primary thing before we did the podcast and then COVID happened and then we were just doing the podcast. So yeah, it's funny. I I did find it quite a struggle to meet people, but now that I'm kind of there and I'm on it, it's such a beautiful, supportive network of people. Mm, Yeah. I'm so glad you found that. And like, I totally see what you're saying because, and it's very smart that you decided to create this to just connect more deeply and get to know people on this level and their soul of their artistry and what pushes them to bring it forth in the world. But I do understand that because sometimes it can be so clicky in ways, but there are ways to find your niche and people who are more open and just create that openness and fullness of community. So this was a very smart way to do that. Well, thank you very much. So Cherise, tell me a little about you. How do you describe yourself as a musician and you know, perhaps as a person? I'm sure obviously the two are interlinked, but it seems from what I've read about you and your mindfulness and meditation practices, I think that's really intertwined with who you are. Such a big question. How do you really <laughs> <laughs> express the fullness of you? But I guess when I, you know, share in my bio, I would say I'm a vocalist, performer, singer-songwriter, 
mental health and mindfulness advocates. I really promote the queer community as well. So it's all definitely very much intertwined. And it's really funny because what a bit of what helped me into actually sharing my own music was becoming the lead vocalist of the all-female funk soul band Top Queens. And that was super empowering to be on stage with other uh, female identifying beings. And everyone was just so amazing, just feeling that energy on stage together and finally sharing music out on platforms and stuff like that. And during this pandemic, I was like, you know, this is the time to share your voice. So I really have had the time, you know, not in this hustle and bustle of New York and had the time to actually sit with myself and to dive even more deeply into my mindfulness practices and to explore that and what how I want to bring it forth into my artistry and into the world and encourage people to do the same and hopefully inspire them to do that as well. So it has all really been integrated. And I feel like honestly, even through my meditations is where my music comes through to me. You know, I really connected with the plant medicine cacao, which is, it's not a psychedelic, but it is a psychoactive and it has theobromine in it, which really increases blood flow to the heart, increases serotonin and is really grounding. And I think just connecting more to that connecting more to myself, my intuition, my own voice is what has actually really allowed me to bring forth my artistry more during this time with more courage and confidence. Mm -hmm. Well, that's lovely to hear. And uh, well, before we go any further, why don't we talk about the song that you submitted for the podcast today? That's very much in line with the mental health and meditation. So tell me about your your song. Sure. So... (laughs) It's really funny. I was very much when I went to the city, I was like, I have to be an adult now. I have to grind like that is what artists do in New York. You know, this story we're told of this is the only way to make it. And these are the steps to take and path to take. And I was like teaching Zumba, which was awesome because it was almost like a form of performance and also you know, aiding people in their uh, transformation journey with their bodies to just feel better and healthier. And I was doing all these things, catering, and I was just seeing all these people's beautiful photos of them traveling and seeing the world. And I was like, I want to do this. I need to do (laughs) this. What am I doing here? So I had heard mixed stories about cruise ships, but I thought, you know what, finally, let me just take the dive. Like, what a glorious opportunity to be paid well as a performer and to get paid to travel. So I was on these ships and finally got to see some beautiful places. My first ship was Central and South America. Um, My second ship was like Bermuda, Boston. And there's just like all these beautiful places I was getting to see. But I found myself feeling really insecure that I had been taken away or pulled myself away from the community I was working so hard to build in New York, as we mentioned, and also still allowing like these demons to kind of still linger in my head of like saying I'm not worthy, I'm not good enough. I had a friend, dear friend Kennedy from Botswana, Africa, who won like idol there or runner up. And everyone was just like, always so amped about his voice. He was like, great, did crazy runs all the time. And as an Afro-Latina Puerto Rican woman, I'm always cast as like 
the black female vocalist. And so he was the black male vocalist. And this has been the big journey of discovering my voice. Cause I think, you know, as a vocalist, you want to be able to be versatile and share, do all different styles and stuff. And the styles are expected of you in the gigs that, you know, pay you well. But what is my voice? And I had this little corner on the ship where I would just be like, let me practice, like, let me practice runs. Let me just sing to myself, like kind of like music therapy in this little corner chamber on the ship. And I just was having like this moment feeling really down on myself. And I just sang to myself, I'm beautiful. Actually, you, I think I was going to post it and just say, you know, to also encourage people. And I said, you're beautiful. You are enough. You are capable, worthy of so much love. And it just had this like random feedback from the ship. And it was this thing, but just posting about like kind of my journey of recognizing this and wanting to empower myself in this way. So kind of just started there. And then when I came back to the music scene in New York and stuff was reintegrating, I was like, you know what? This needs to be a full song, like not just this one mantra that I sing, but also a full song, a full journey to share my journey and empower myself, sing it to myself and hopes that people just sing it in the mirror, sing it at the top of their lungs to themselves as well and share it with people they love. So I wrote out the full song. I really was having ideas of other like female identifying beings of color actually aiding in the process. Um, but it didn't actually work out as planned, but it still unfolded really beautifully. After I had written the into all of the lyrics and the melody, um, my friend Bryn, who has become like a sister of mine, she is the keys player of Top Queens. And she's just such an incredible producer, composer. And I sent her some ideas I had of just like melody, other instrumentation, kind of just because I, I don't have an instrument that I'm really good at. So it's just kind of through my voice. And she just put together this incredible piece. And then I just kind of meditated on all the people in my life that I would like to be part of it, either that are good friends or that are artists I like working with and I love their style. And everyone kind of added and sprinkled their own little magic on it, which is what I love about collaboration. And yeah, I sent also to my friend some ideas for the horn section, Greg, and it just came together in ways that I didn't even imagine. And I was just so grateful to have it and to really spread this message of encouraging self-love and encouraging, remembering that we are worthy of love and belonging and we're capable of all we put our minds to. We just have to believe in ourselves, you know, as hard as it may be sometimes we dig in, you know, mm -hmm. we can really tap into that power and energy. Mm -hmm. That's beautiful. That's that's not a story I was expecting. That's what were you expecting? <laughs> I don't know. I didn't expect you to say I decided to to go off on a cruise yeah. ship for a, a tour and I, you know, hold myself away in a corner and like sang myself a mantra. That was not <laughs> yes. It came to me in the middle of the ocean yeah. while I was on like this eight month contract in the ocean. You have a lot of thoughts going through in mm -hmm. those times. Yeah. How did you find that experience? Was it was it isolating in any way or? Yeah, it was it is super is a super interesting experience. And anyone who asks me about it, I say if you have 
the spark of inspiration or curiosity to do it, just go for it and try because it is a really, it pays really well for artists, especially the performers that are either guest entertainers or, um, you know, the lead vocalist or even the dancers. But there is a weird social hierarchy within it in terms of like the officers, in terms of the people who work in other departments, say like cleaning or the gift shops from different countries. And there is a bit of exploitation that I really, really did not agree with and felt really frustrated by. But at the same time, it was like an opportunity for me as an artist. So it was a, it was really an interesting struggle in my mind about being there. And it depends. There are some contracts where you're performing like every day. And there are some contracts where I would have like five days off. So in those moments, being away from home and family and all the community I had built for so long, in the middle of the ocean with just my own thoughts, my own traumas, my own blockages and like demons to work through can be really isolating and challenging. So definitely best to like have your practices. And if you're going to be in any situation like that, where there is some isolation, you know, have some practices to ground you and find some people there that can be your support system. Mm -hmm. Okay, we'll take a listen to the song and we can come back. I, I have I have many questions. Um, but let's take a listen to the song. This is this is Cherise Francisco and I am. I hope you know, babe, you're so worthy of all you decide. All you got to do is embrace your power to take your high. I hope you know that you're beautiful in every single way. Take a look in the mirror. Here's what I want you to say. I am beautiful, I am not 
So Sharice, I have listened to the song and I love it. I love the energy that you bring to it. I haven't unfortunately seen you in the Top Queens, but I would love to when things open back up and, and you guys play another show. Have, do you have anything planned for that? Oh, thank you. I cannot wait. It was like, you know, the pandemic really did. It gave me great time for myself and my own artistry and music. But like, that was definitely something really kicking off. Our drummer, Juliana, who is the band leader, is from Argentina. And she had this band there. Uh, she performed with Larry Briggs from the Tower of Power. All of them performed with him. It was an epic group. And now that she's been in the States longer, she really wanted to put this together. So we put together this amazing group of women. We are starting to perform out like every month or every other month and start to like build traction. We were excited to try and get into some festivals. And then it was like, actually our last show that we were supposed to have was March 28th, which was going to be my birthday show. And it was going to be a huge celebration. So I was so amped and got hit by the pandemic. But yeah, it's definitely a different energy, definitely a different energy than my own personal music. But I love the variety and more funk projects kind of keep getting tossed my way. So it's also cool to explore that because I did a collaboration with um, a guy named Jesse and it's called I'm Choosing Me and it's very funk rock, but it also kind of goes along with what I'm sharing. It's about empowering yourself and choosing yourself and your own path and stop you know, not get so boggled down by all the noise of others and kind of say like, I need my space. I need my time to choose myself and walk my own path. So yeah, it's interesting to put that all together in different ways and different varieties and styles. Mm -hmm. And just going back to the, you know, being on the cruise ship and you said, you know, you were sort of cast as the black female vocalist. And how has that sort of shaped you as a vocalist in general? I'm sure that's not the only time that that's happened to you. Oh, yeah. I mean, that is just my general. And I'm grateful. You know, it gets me gigs and I love my beautiful melanin skin and, you know, honor my lineage. But it is frustrating to be put in those boxes and then from that box be told how you are supposed to sound or sing and the way you are expected to sing. For example, like my head voice is very powerful, but I have a very low voice. My belt is expanding and expanding as I continue to work on it over the years. But I don't have with ease crazy Aretha Franklin and Whitney Houston notes and, you know, Diana Ross and and pump out over and over and over again. And it can be really taxing on my voice. And that has also what's been really challenging over the years integrating because I, at first I was like, I want to make money doing this. How can I do this? And like, create a living from it. And so those were how, that was how my voice was expected to sound and do things. And I realized like, that's not necessarily my voice though. You know, I unfortunately did not grow up in like gospel church with all those epic gospel singers. You know, I'm so enamored by them, but that is not necessarily what my voice does naturally. And when I tap into the essence of my voice, what it does. So it's been a challenging thing. And, you know, I'm still in the midst of finding fully my own voice and also still being able to grow and challenge myself to sing those kind of songs. Mm -hmm. No, that's interesting. And like, I've certainly seen more black women go into different genres at the moment. Like, I'm, you know, someone like Brittany Howard is, I think she played the Opry recently, someone like Yola. And it's great to see sort of, you know, breakouts into different genres. 
with different voices and it's time it's it's been annoying that you know it's not been allowed to happen because i think everyone just thinks oh yeah there, there's no black women in country music um yeah for sure i'm pretty sure that's not true yeah and i mean that's kind of like country music stems from the blues and you know black songs and heritage practices so it's like yeah it all kind of stems from black culture anyway so it is interesting that it's like oh no black country singers like yeah they definitely exist because that lineage created it created so much of the core of all music and foundation so yeah I mean like where did rock and roll come from everyone thinks yeah. it's Elvis and you're like oh, no. yeah. um, <laughs> yeah. I know right as I am out it is released it is yeah I actually um it was my second single that I released like ever my first one was on 11 11 I'm just very much about like the I'm I think, no, I know as I've been sharing my music, I've been very intentional with when I share it and what I am sharing. So I am was actually like sent out into the world, I believe the Friday right before Valentine's Day. And, you know, I feel like everyone gets into like Valentine's Day is commercialized and like screw this holiday. But honestly, I'm usually always single and I always kind of see Valentine and I try to spread love every day, honestly. But like I try to just see it as a day to like send little sweet voice memos and notes and to my friends and people I love. And like, why not? love on yourself more. And so I saw it as a beautiful opportunity to really encourage and inspire deeper, more wholehearted, profound self-love. So yeah, mm -hmm. I, I was really excited to share at that date. Mm -hmm. I don't remember what my question was, but when is your next release date? Because now I'm thinking about the next sort of intention. Yeah. So, okay. So basically I am, and I also released a song, Me Siento Como El Sol. Um, my first Spanish song released. And then I also released Come With Me to the River. So Me Siento Como El Sol. Is that I Feel Like the Sun? I Feel Like the Sun. Yes. Beautiful. Yeah, you got yeah. it. <laughs> so I Feel Like the Sun. And it, as I mentioned, like my journey and deeper connection with um, the plant medicine cacao and it was really inspired by that. I was just sitting in the sun and connecting to that essence of love. And that song is really about just connecting more to the earth, connecting more to just embracing life as a gift that it is, allowing yourself to shift your perspective and see the gifts and beauty of life. And it really was inspired by when I'm sitting with cacao and just like really feeling the goodness and the yumminess and enfolded in love and full of love that I want to flow and share out and enfold others in. And that was around my birthday that I released. And then Come With Me to the River, I released around, um, actually I released it on Earth Day. And that was really about coming together in love and compassion and understanding and really listening to we are all so different and it's so beautiful to celebrate these differences and honor these differences and listen into other people's experiences so we can learn more and have more compassion for the experiences and then come together as our whole human family, you know? So that is actually all, those are some singles that are actually going to be put together on a larger EP that I'm thinking of releasing around the fall equinox to kind of have some mm -hmm. kind of like 
a yummy blanket of love <laughs> to enfold you as you like dive into the <laughs> fall and then back into the coldness of the winter. So that will have, and it's all kind of inspired also by the elements because I feel like connecting with cacao is really like connected me and some other like, you know, groups that I found during this time of connecting more with the earth and the elements. So like I am, we can think of like our body as our home and connecting that more to the earth, like that essence of the earth. And then obviously me siento como el sol. I feel like the sun, that fire energy come with me to the river, obviously encompasses the water and the earth energy. And I have a song that will be on it, Just Breathe, and some other little little treats. It's kind of the air, maybe? Is that where you're going with that? So you're trying to get all the like the, the earth elements? I see. Yeah, they all embody the elements in different ways and also kind of encompass my journey of just like releasing things to step more in our fullness and share our unique gifts and medicine with the world. You know, we all have something to offer. Just have to tap into it. Mm-hmm. Well, I would very much appreciate it if you could release your EP with a cacao ceremony. <laughs> that actually, I would like to participate. <laughs> yes, let's do it. I'm so down. Actually, thank you for that idea. I love that. Sure. <laughs> uh, I, I am available for marketing techniques. <laughs> Wonderful. Um, <laughs> um, well, I do have another question about the intersection of being, you know, like a queer, black, Latina artist. And one of the songs you said, you know, como, uh, lo sien, me, me siento, me, oh, fuck, I've forgotten it already. Is it me siento como la sol. Yes, you said it perfectly. Me siento como la sol. Thank you very much. In terms of thinking about releasing a Spanish song, I haven't seen that, you know, people do Spanish songs at, say, Rockwood, for instance. And I know that obviously sort of you're, you're doing a mix of things. But how have you felt about that song in terms of introducing it to a, you know, non-Spanish audience in the sense of it's just not that it's not it's not done you don't do it but more like it's not done because no one does it but this is a time to do it do you does that that's not even a great question but you know where I'm going with that no no but I I know what you're touching upon and um honestly that was one of like I guess fears or new challenges like Obviously, as I'm first even releasing any of my music as a solo artist, there are challenges of figuring out how the heck to get my music heard and what genre. You know, I like to mix in so many things because that's what I love. I love intermeshing, interweaving different genres and styles and the different little sparkles each musician adds to it. So, you know, really even figuring out how to even promote my own English songs is a bit of a challenge. So it's like, how do I even promote this? But I just keep telling myself that if I'm sharing music from my heart and soul, it'll reach the people it's meant to and I can just do the best. And I feel like truly my friend Itai, who produced and arranged it and all the musicians add like I feel the essence of the sun. So basically what I feel in this song is that even if people don't necessarily understand the language, they will feel the essence of the sun and the song and the love within the song. So I just hope it continues to spread so that energy of the song can Mm -hmm. be spread. And, you know, there are certain 
Spanish speakers in my life and stuff like that to help me spread it. But yeah, I, I can't wait till I can do like an EP release and share more of my culture. I mean, I grew up in white suburbia and that is something, you know, during, especially during this time, really navigating microaggressions that I have ingrained in my being that I didn't even notice that are tied to my issues of self-worth and identity. And I kind of, a lot of Spanish speakers were kind of like straight from their country. And then, so I feel like there was a disconnection there. I had like one Puerto Rican close friends who's still one of my really close friends. But, you know, there's such a divide and lack of self. And I feel like I was mostly friends with either white kids or like kind of like dorky black kids because I was very like in my theater, always like I have to try so hard in my work in every course in every club. And so because I thought that's what I had to do actually to be valued and to make it in the world was also another part of like capitalism, patriarchy and stuff like that. But I feel like there was a loss that I'm actually really trying to rediscover of my identity as a Puerto Rican woman, as a Latina woman that I'm still trying to discover because I said I'm always cast as like a black female vocalist and Puerto Ricans are of European, Taino, Indian and African descent. Mm -hmm. So it is all intermeshed. And like, I totally honor the African part of my lineage. But at the same time, like, what does it mean to be a Puerto Rican woman? So it actually felt really amazing, especially to share with like my grandma, my parents and share a song in like our native language. So I'm super excited actually for that moment where I can share it, even if it's 95% all English speaking people in my audience to just Mm -hmm. share this song and the essence and the spirit and the energy of it. I can't wait. No, me too. I guess maybe I was just thinking more of like, you know, I don't see anyone doing like full on Spanish sets at Rockwood, but there's no reason that it can't happen if people are doing it then. That's true. Yeah. I mean, I maybe I've heard one or two like intertwined and I guess it matters different sets, but yeah, I guess that's true. I haven't heard that much, but I'm happy to be one of the people that do do it. And yeah, maybe it can be integrated more. There are beyond Mm -hmm. so many Spanish speakers in New York. So let's hopefully during this time also, as we continue to honor our differences in cultures and stuff like that, that is also something that gets put in the mix more singers speaking from their native language or the language of their heritage and you know yeah really honoring that and because honoring themselves and who they are and where they come from is really part of sharing your artistry yeah and less of Justin Bieber because he can't even he doesn't remember the words for that song (laughs) (laughs) most popular in Spanish speaking songs (laughs) (laughs) will never end I know he gets he gets the number one hit Oh, if you're gonna if you're gonna release people. a song and it's gonna become number one, you learn it. You just do. Yeah. Not very true. Yeah. I was gonna say not that I'm <laughs> judging, but I am. <laughs> I really am. Yeah. It's funny and also I'm recognizing in some practices which I'm really happy is coming to life. Singing and beyond, even just like spiritual practices people honoring like this is not my lineage but these are the people who have gifted me these practices that have helped me in my evolution and transformation and my journey self-growth so I think that's also super important you know like yes Justin Bieber you have a (laughs) 
number one hit song, like learn that and like honor the culture if you're going to especially be making so much money off off the song. So yeah, I totally resonate with that. Good. (laughs) Um, Sharice, this has been such a lovely conversation. Um, I can't wait to catch up with you in New York. What are things looking like just now for you gig-wise? Are things picking back up? (sighs) Yeah, it's really interesting and weird reintegrating. Right before the pandemic, I'd been living in a situation, an apartment, that was not serving me at all. It was really, really horrible. And I found a new place right before March 1st, moved in, and then (laughs) the pandemic hit. And it was so weird getting to know new people. And they were super sweet, some of the best roommates ever. But like, it was just so odd. So I came to stay a lot with my family just to feel more comfortable because I'm really grateful that I have a really supportive, like loving family unit and feel super fortunate for that. And I kept coming to stay with my family. And then at one point, actually, we all had COVID after the holidays. So I was in my COVID disastrous depression. And I was like, Let me just stay here. What am I doing? So I've actually been quite super isolated just with my family. Um, So I've had about two gigs so far, and it's definitely this weird, surreal world to go back into. And it's interesting navigating the feelings, navigating others' feelings going into it, seeing how the audience interacts, and also just seeing almost this which I don't know if is the best, but we'll see. (laughs) This energy of like everyone just so almost like COVID's gone in ways sometimes with the the people who are guests, especially because I do a lot of weddings and special events. So, you know, the guests are just so happy to see family, friends, community again. They are beyond elated to be immersed in live music. I remember like running out of our... I think my first gig back a couple of weeks ago um, to get two friends to the train <laughs> and all the guests were like clapping for us. Like we were rock stars as I ran out, <laughs> like amazing job. <laughs> and it was just so funny. And I was like, can I have these people all the time as I walk out of places? <laughs> but yeah. Can they just yeah, cheerlead my life? Cheerlead my life. But yeah, I'm just trying to, you know, remain calm and at peace with it and just grateful for the opportunities to see friends and to perform live music and, you know, to kind of retrain my voice again to get back into that mode. Because I feel like during this time, I've done a lot of, you know, little recordings for myself or little projects or, you know, sad. We joke in my parents' place, there's this little terrace that we joke is my like apartment office. And I just sit there in the sun as often as I can, like with the birds. And like obviously, like I'm singing with the birds all the time and like lightly to myself, but haven't been projecting. So it's also this like reintegrating of like, oh, I am a professional singer. Like we have to like retrain my vocals and dive into this. So, you know, slowly but surely more gigs are coming. I actually have there's a beautiful group called Bay Collective that my sis dreamy spearheads of like healing arts communities, DJs, just amazing, immersive artists. And um, we have something at the Sultan Room in Brooklyn on June 6th. 
Yeah. So I'm really excited for all this to finally start up again and to feel that some spring, summer energy and to just feel music because that is truly like one of my favorite things in the world and about New York, just being in venues with live music, with community and friends, half the time, not even me performing, but just getting to witness others in their element, you know, so I can't wait. I feel the same way. So um, I wish you mm-hmm. many exciting and happy moments as you gradually go into that space. And I'm very, I'm, I'm quite jealous of you, but uh, I, I, I'll be there <laughs> soon myself. So yeah, you will definitely be there very soon. Yeah. It's all starting. Well, listen, Sharice, thank you so much for your time today and sharing, you know, your songs, your energy. Um, it's been enlightening. It has been really enlightening. And I, I am serious. I very much would like a cacao ceremony. And uh, we're going to do it. Thank you for that inspiration. Sure. And I want a VIP uh, invite, obviously, to that cacao obviously, ceremony. Yes, and DP, yes. it was your idea, <laughs> your inspiration. You get a VIP card. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, no, thank you for asking me to do this and giving me the space to just share more about myself and my music. Always. Sharice Francisco, thank you so much. Thank you. What a lovely human. And I really am looking forward to that cacao ceremony with Sharice later this year. You can, of course, follow her at I am Sharice Francisco, and you can find that in today's show notes. If you enjoyed today's episode, and I hope you did, please head over to Apple Podcasts and leave a review. It really helps more people find the show, and I'd also really love to know what you think. Thanks for listening to today's episode. I'm Stevie Manns. See you next time. <laughs>